0: Welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming.
1: And I'm Aaron Pennington.
0: And on today's 2021 recap for one of our best interviews for 2021, we're featuring one of the best photographers in Nashville, and that is Nate Boyd, a.k.a. Clayton Corners.
1: You may see a lot of photos like this behind us coming from his Instagram account. At Clayton Corners, find that in our show notes or nationaldailypodcast dot com. Uh, very abstract with his photography. He's taken some very good photos, which have incredibly unique views of Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, some other places as well. So be sure not only to give him a, give him a follow on Instagram, but stay tuned for this incredible interview we saw we've also had the pleasure of talking with nate uh about this place uh, that he's, he's worked at in the past uh which is one of the largest petting zoos in tennessee
0: yeah it's crazy to think about all the experiences we have of seeing those crazy awesome animals at lucky lead farms but here's the interview with nate boyd <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Nashville story. I'm Stuart Deming.
1: And I'm Aaron Pennington. And joining us today is our
0: good friend who is on one of the very first episodes of Nashville Daily, Nate Boyd.
1: Yes. So uh, today is a very, very special episode of the Nashville story. And I'll tell you why. If you're listening to this right now, here in just a minute, we're going to switch over to a video podcast. Uh, You can watch that over on YouTube, xplr.nash.com. Over there. So if you're listening to this, you want to watch it, you want to see what Nate's face looks like, then you can do that over on YouTube, xplr.nash. We're going to do that for as many upcoming Nashville Story and Music Mondays as possible. So make sure you are subscribed over there, xplr.nash on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed here onto whatever podcast platform you are uh, listening on. And we're going to be talking with Nate today about photography. About the creative world here in Nashville, miniature horses, miniature horses. I mean, tons of fun Food. stuff. And uh, so, if you want to learn about the creative world of Nashville, if you want to hear the story of, uh, I feel like uh, it's uh, what's that song? Journey, uh, don't stop believing. Yes, just a small town boy yeah. coming to a city. Kind of uh, story. That this is the story from you. Uh, learn a little bit about New York. We talk pizza. Uh, so it's, it's a heck of an episode. It's, with it, Nate.
0: It's, it's a lot of fun. And you may be wondering who Nate is on Instagram.
1: His Instagram name is at Clayton Corners. So, yeah, you may recognize him on Instagram. And uh, now you can put a face to the name. We'll put all of this in the show notes. So make sure you're watching on YouTube. Give us a like and subscribe on there as well. All right, here we go. Over to the episode with Nate Boyd, a.k.a. at Clayton Corners. You wanna do the ominous Clayton corners? You wanna do Nate? What do you wanna do? Nate's fine.
2: How do you how do you how are you branding yourself I mean, right now? I introduce myself as Nate still. Okay. But if somebody calls me Clayton, I just roll with it. How
1: often we'll just go ahead and jump into it. How often does that happen?
2: Uh maybe like fifty percent of the time with <laughs> with clients at this point. I get yeah. I've got people that I've worked with several times that call me Clayton, and I just... For
0: for the longest time, I thought your name was Clayton,
2: too. Yeah, I go with it. It's fine, I did that to myself, and uh, (laughs) now I live with it. So I say, at least it's my middle name. It's also my dad's name, so... Okay. It's one of those, it's not like so out of the blue that I don't have an idea what, oh, like, oh, who are you talking to? Right, yeah. Somebody says Clayton. I'm like, yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we had talked about
1: this uh, the first time you're we on here, but I think it's it's been so long that I want to talk, like talk about it. Like episode 20. Yeah, episode, every 500 episodes we should probably talk <laughs> about it again. Um, so your, your Instagram name, at Clayton Corners. Yes. Uh, what was the, the process of, of choosing that name? Because, like, Stuart tried really hard to get his name, and you got your name. Yeah, because there's only... There's two Stuart Demets in the entire United
0: States. And the other one is a lawyer out of Washington, D.C. And he's like 75. <laughs> so oh. you're in so the- He's
1: the one that got the underscore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I got the underscore. Did you, d- did you try for your name I, or did you go... Did you want to do something different?
2: I kind of, at the beginning at least, wanted some sort of anonymity to it. I just kind of didn't want anybody to know necessarily who I was and what I was doing. I don't have any pictures on my page you can't look and see who i am or anything (laughs) i think my only picture is my profile picture which you took yeah yeah. like two years ago yeah i should i should have made that light red and then (laughs) like half and (laughs) half Uh, well we could do that for our uh our our thumbnail yeah 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 i actually i showed up to shoot one time and the client said something like uh Oh, I thought you were you were a (laughs) neon. I expected to see you in neon colors and I was like, no, I've got a regular face. That's like when uh when
1: kids now are like, what was life like when it was black and white out? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're a neon person. Yes, I'm officially a neon person. (laughs) Oh, welcome to the twenty first century. Yes, here we are. (laughs) I love that. So uh you were going for anonymity with your Instagram name um, and then how did you finally settle on one that you ended up liking? Because I feel like nobody's ever entirely happy with a username. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm pretty g- content with mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. So how did you finally settle on, on So one? The Clayton Corners thing all came about uh, I was in a band when I was like 25 living back in New York and we had our list of 600 names of things that we thought might be cool (laughs) so so like like in parks and and rec when they're going through all of their names exactly yes there were some good ones on there too (laughs) um so we reached a point where we're just trying to come up with stuff and we're doing the whole uh middle name street name thing so my middle name's clayton i grew up on bennett's corner road oh that's right so clayton corners was what Got added to the list And uh, we didn't end up using it for a band name But I started publishing my own music And I needed a, a business oh, name for that Yeah. So when I started doing that I was like, well, I'm going to use Clayton Corners Because I like that And then once I started transitioning into the photography stuff I was just like Why not just stick that with is, Clayton yeah, Corners That can great. be like my business name I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's how that came about and it was available. So that was a <laughs> that was a major plus cuz it's so hard to find an available name Did at this you point. try your own name? I've never tried it. Um and honestly there's a shocking amount of Nate Boyds out there. <laughs> um there was actually a Nate Boyd that grew there's up
0: a YouTuber, I think. Is there?
2: Nate Boyd, yeah. Really? There's one that grew up 15 minutes away from me. Wow. And at one point... I understand that. There was an Aaron Pennington
1: that lived in my hometown. Was, was she, it Yeah. Was it a female or... No, it, a no, it was a guy. It, was spelled
2: it, it spelled It A-A-R-O-N. But still... But, but still, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I had somebody at one point was mad at me. I was like, what? Why are you upset with me? And they're like, something, something, some Nate Boyd. I was like, well, that wasn't me. And then I found out that there's a Nate Boyd in the neighboring town. So... Yeah, huh. that's crazy. So I didn't even try for an a boy. I mean, just figured <laughs> there's an, there's enough of them out there. Don't bother. I didn't want four underscores and periods and yeah. all that fun stuff. So, so remind us why you moved to Nashville. So initially, I came down here uh, pursuing music. Um, I've played music since I was like 16. Uh, I was playing with a group up there, and we just had some issues with the label we were on, and kind of decided it was time to just cut ties start fresh and we kind of were debating between austin and nashville and we did a visit down to nashville and it was just like that's game over yeah that's the place i want to be and i would visited when i was young there was a point in my life when i like i was probably 12 or 13 and i visited nashville my family lived here and uh I just felt like at some point I was going to end up living here. Mm. So after visiting and seeing the music scene and everything, me and uh, my songwriting partner were just like, let's do it. Let's go. How long have you been here again? Uh, Just over six years now. May was six years for me.
0: Yeah, I was, was going to say, you and I have been pretty close because I'm at eight. Yeah. You're right at seven. Yeah. And then you're six. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, and I still feel like that's like a newbie. <laughs> Even <laughs> at six years, I'm like, I still feel like... I just got here and I'm still finding things and it's crazy. Um, So
1: for, for, for those listening, uh, you're doing pretty much everything in the creative spectrum. Um, You are obviously you're, you're still doing music. I'm
2: actually not doing music anymore. You're not. You completely just paused it. Yeah. So uh, November, 2019 is probably the last show I played. It was just reaching a point where I was having trouble balancing everything uh, between work, music, photography. You picked a good time. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was three months before everything shut down. So it was a good time, um, and I really, I was just at a point where I didn't want to have to rely on other people for my successes. Yeah. Um. I. You know band practice gets canceled, the drummer quits, somebody can't make something for this reason or that reason. It's like with my photography, as long as my battery is charged, <laughs> I can go take pictures, you know? like yeah. There's no reliance on anybody else. I mean, maybe a model or something, but generally if it's a client, they're not going to bail on you, yeah. you know, get a deposit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just uh, kind of reached a point with the music where I was just, I'd done it for so long and I was kind of burnt out on it. I think you get into that—a lot of musicians in Nashville can relate—you get into that business mode with music, and it starts losing its enjoyment. Yeah. And it just was losing it, and I was falling in love with photography at the time, so it was like, this is what I want to do. Well, I was about to say, I I don't blame you. Your um, photography—I don't
1: know—I'll have to remind me when you started, because— you know, when, when I, I had met you, your photography was just like exploding in the universe. <laughs> uh, what w- did you start at a younger age or was this a fairly new hobby for you?
2: I, uh, I've always shot a little bit. Um, you know, I think we talked about it, like a little flat Mickey mouse camera, film oh, camera. Yeah, yeah. Starting that. out, right. yeah. I always had like the, you know, I grew up in Rochester. So Kodak was a big thing. Uh, I always had the Kodak disposables. Yeah. And, so I always enjoyed it. Um, nothing i ever got into seriously and then the iphone started putting out really good cameras so i was doing all the iphone photography and i had a lot of people just saying you know you have a, you have an interesting eye yeah. you should maybe think about getting a camera and uh i put it off and put it off and then about i guess about four years ago probably
0: 2016
2: 2000, 2017. 2016 2016 yep. christmas my parents mailed me uh nikon d5500 and a kit lens wow for christmas and that was like my nudge wow so it was really cool i uh i hated it at first because <laughs> iphone was so easy <laughs> um we also might have talked about this but like the second day i owned the camera and i hadn't even really used it i didn't understand settings i i got on google and i googled how to shoot waterfalls and that's a great Google search to start <laughs> off with though. And I, I started reading about long exposure and you
1: didn't like the like how to shoot
2: people and yeah. like you immediately get yeah. on a watch list and you're like just sure photography. <laughs> so I did that and uh, I just kinda like looked at settings that people were using and I took my camera out. And I had no idea that the time of day mattered or anything. And so I went to Waterfall my second day with my camera and shot awful long exposures. Do you remember where you you went?
0: Yeah,
2: I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I went to Fall Creek Falls. Oh, nice. And the first thing I did was go down the cable trail. And then I did, I think I made it to four of the waterfalls that day. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. But the photography went terrible. <laughs> but I had my iPhone with me, so like I take the same picture on my iPhone, and then I get home, I'm like, well, these are so good, <laughs> and these are so bad. <laughs> so I uh, I experimented with it a little bit, and I kind of put it away. I had a friend come into town as a photographer, and he was just like, you aren't using your camera. And I was like, no, just my phone's easier. And he was like, (laughs) get your camera. We're going out. And he took me out for a night shoot, um, taught me how to use manual mode on my camera. And that was just like, yeah, it just like changed everything. Wow. So that was a point. And then I was just like experimenting from there. I'd go to Percy Priest and try and shoot stars, which is really hard because it's so close to the city. (laughs) But with that, you know, I learned a a little bit about doing long exposures and, you know, messing with my ISO levels and things like that. So it was really just a fun experiment at the beginning. And it's just evolved from there for me.
1: Was your your first camera, the 5500, it must have weighed like... Ten pounds because that thing never left the ground with your photos i've been working out since i can, I can lift it I can lift it off the ground
2: now, yeah, that thing still doesn 't get off the ground it's uh I wish I had it with me i'd show the camera uh the left side of it is actually being held together with electrical tape at That's the moment, great. so because I wore all of the rubber off the rubber's all hanging off, so uh It's got electrical tape holding that side together and keep water from getting in there.
0: (laughs) So how would you define your your photography?
2: Um, Oh, man. At this point, I don't even know. I'm so all over the place. But I would say abstract is my passion. As far as what I just enjoyed doing. I think we titled the episode something about abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I asked the same question. <laughs> Maybe. So I mean abstracts I mean, if you look at my Instagram page you're gonna see a lot of abstract. Um I've kind of been transitioning to some other things. I mean I, there's a lot of stuff that I shoot that you know, Instagram being the main platform. I don't post on there so people don't see it. Sure. So I'm trying to find new ways. I'm using my stories now to post some stuff that maybe doesn't fit my feed aesthetic.
0: Yeah. Dude, your model stuff is fantastic.
2: I appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. and and you have a portraits page for that too, don't you? Yes, that's uh, cc.ports with a Z because Z is cool. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I think cc.ports with an S might have been taken. I don't remember now. But uh, yeah, so I got to get that up and going a little bit more. There's just been a lot going on here. So um, I went part-time at my job starting this week. So that's going to free up some time to focus on the portraits. And I've got a print page I'm going to be starting and working with musicians a lot now. So hopefully the ball is about to get rolling here.
0: That's awesome, man. So you, you work at Lucky Lead Farms, which is found near Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yep. And it's the largest petting zoo in the state of Tennessee.
2: Yes. Which
0: is crazy. And you just—they just had this little miniature horse. Yes. Can we talk about this, please?
2: Yes. I don't even know if it qualifies as a horse at this point. Um, <laughs> How tall is it? I don't. Its head comes up just above my knee.
0: Whoa. Oh my gosh.
2: So, like, I, like, I and it's full grown. Oh uh, no, no, it was okay. just born two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Okay. I actually posted it in my stories. Is and it I, like
0: the most adorable thing you've ever seen? Yeah.
2: I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't even look real, <laughs> like. Like this tall Oh my God! But it's a pony so wow. a, Which is It's mom full grown Only comes up to about my waist Oh yeah. my gosh. So it was one of those Where we, we knew it was going to be small But that particular pony Had never had a baby before So we did not know What we were expecting Wow And you just knew Something tiny Was going to come out of there So yeah It's the smallest horse I've ever seen in my life It doesn't even look real When you walk by it It's almost comical How tiny it is That is crazy uh, What's his name? We actually haven't named it yet. A lot of times we like to give it a couple weeks and okay. just see, see personality, personality yeah. what Make colors sure it nice. has. Yeah, that's oh. part of it, too, because we have that. Unfortunately, that's part of the farm life where yeah. you know, we've had some little baby alpacas and you get attached to it in the first three weeks and then it just has a medical issue of some mm. sort and you lose it and... So, we don't have a, a Dr. Pohl here. Have you seen that show? <laughs> yeah, actually, the, our guy, that, National Geographic, yeah. our guy that does a lot of the animal work, he's always, Well, Dr. Pole said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea what you guys
2: are. You'll, you'll be addicted. Yeah, it's, it's a good show.
1: Yeah, don't dive down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you'll, s- you'll relate to it a lot because uh, he frequently works on cows. Like okay. uh, that's about half the show is yeah. fixing a pregnant cow. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Nate, in the, in the creative space in Nashville, what influence has this city in particular had on what you've done? Obviously, you moved here for music, uh, but you picked up photography. Um, what has it been like doing that in a city like Nashville. I know uh you've been to other cities and everything. Uh Chicago's a great place to shoot in. Uh but what has Nashville uh provided for you as a
2: creative? Um I would say Nashville really it shaped what I shoot. I think one, I think had I not ended up in Nashville, I might never have picked up a camera. Mm. which is interesting because really? not what I came here for yeah. and that's where I'm at in life at this point. So yeah. that was huge. Just coming here, I think opened that door and then, uh, being in a city with like so many neon lights and so much excitement and energy at night. Um, I got really comfortable going out and shooting at night mm. and it was when I had free time there's so much going on. There's so much light that you can get away with shooting at night here. There's a lot of cities that that wouldn't be as easy, Yeah. Um, especially doing the abstract. You kind of need a lot of bright light sources, neons, colors, things like that. So I would say it completely shaped what I do. Um, and even the portrait side of things, I love working with musicians. And what better city in America to live in? Dude, your shots your <laughs> of yeah. Theo. Man, we're fantastic. Yeah, I got my yeah, I got my Theo Aww. gear on right now. Awesome. Theo, come back to Nashville. I, yeah, Theo, I miss you. <laughs> um,
0: since you do shoot at night primarily, yes. What's one of the sketchiest situations you've been in in downtown Nashville? Because we we were in one really sketchy situation where we were walking down, I think it was Third Avenue, and there was those like nine gunshots on Second Avenue oh, one boy. time, and we were like literally a block away.
1: There was that, and then. Um there was a string when we first started shooting. There was a uh, cameras. Video yes. Yes. Clarification. I shoot not too. When we first started shooting video, like for our YouTube channel, that's when East Nashville, there was a string of morning shootings. Yeah. Like five or six I in the remember morning. That. That's, we started shooting in the mornings right around that time as well. Yeah. And so, like, a steward would come get me, and I'm like, yo, there was like, there's a shooting just down the street like an hour ago. So, Yeah, I'm sure you have some stories.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a couple that come to mind in particular. Probably the one I'm most grateful I avoided was uh, the day of the bombing, you were going downtown. That was my plan for the morning. And Whoa. And I woke up a little bit late, and I was leaving for Jacksonville later that day, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to go. But when I go shoot in the morning...
0: You go down 2nd Avenue.
2: 2nd Avenue is where I park. 2nd Avenue Commerce. Oh, my gosh. So it was one of those, like... You wake up and you start getting these texts like, "You're not out right now, are you? Like, you're okay?". And I'm like, "What's going on?". How early were you planning on going? Were you like thinking of going like your normal? Yeah, usually morning. Well, usually, yeah. If I'm going morning, I go uh, before blue hour, so I'll get down there like five thirty and shoot till like seven or eight. So I would have been in the area. And obviously they evacuated. They did so good with evacuation that I wouldn't have probably been on that street, but it's just one of those... Yeah. I don't even know mentally how I would have handled that, being down there and having that happen. Oh, your car would have been gone. My car would have been gone, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was probably the sketchiest situation I avoided. Um, (laughs) The sketchiest one I can remember, there's been so many weird (laughs) things, so many weird things. I shoot a lot of two or three in the morning, so... A lot of drunks. A lot of drunks, a lot of, yeah... We'll leave it at that. Yeah. A lot of drunks. <laughs> um, so there wasn't. A- avoid the puke. <laughs> <when> <laughs> you're uh, I also have some gross ones. I
0: oh, I remember uh, Chris uh, Philofocus that uh, he did the throw up shot.
2: Uh, oh, that, that was gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. We had another morning. We came around a corner and there was a guy. Pooping in the sidewalk. (laughs) And now it's just like, whoa, all right. It's way too early for that. But uh, I had a... I've seen that downtown recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting worse. Um, I had a morning. I was out. It was probably about 4 in the morning. And I was on Broadway. And I had a guy come up and approach me and uh, just kind of asking some normal questions that I get. Like, what are you doing? What are you shooting? What do you do for... And then he started asking about how much my camera gear costs. And so I went with, uh, oh, this is my, this is my really cheap gear. I don't bring my good gear out for anything like this. That's my yeah. yeah, this is, this is not worth anything Meanwhile, I got like $6,000 worth of camera equipment <laughs> he on me. <laughs> he doesn't need to know that. So, uh, he just kind of kept following a little bit. And so I just kind of made a point to start ignoring him. And I watched him walk away and go talk to somebody. And then about five minutes later, I noticed that one of them was behind me and one of them was in front of me. Ooh. And as I moved, they moved. And I was like, yep, here we go. So I was on Broadway. Unfortunately, there's not a time of day that there's not something going on on Broadway. Right. Um, so there's a cleaning crew out in front of Jason Aldean's. So I kind of just went and hung over there, uh-huh. waited till it looked like they kind of left a little bit, and I took a side alley and got out of there. But yeah. that was definitely the sketchiest. Well, after he asked me about my camera gear and then he went and talked to somebody and that kind of boxed me and I was just like, this isn't good. This Jeez. isn't good at all. Wow. So but then I've you know all kinds of other weird encounters. Oh yeah. Unlimited.
0: <laughs> What's your funniest encounter?
2: Oh boy. Or or, or or
1: alternately, can you tell the story of you and Chris going to do
2: your Easter shoot. Oh my gosh, in Nashville! <laughs> <laughs> the Easter shoot was good. Uh, we didn't take that down to Broadway, um, which we probably should have, just for fun, because people would have gone crazy. But we didn't. <laughs> we didn't want to deal with it. But uh, yeah, so I got my hands on a uh, Easter bunny head from like a mascot outfit, and we're like, let's do some something for. Fun for Easter, so we took it out and uh, on the way you got your hands on. How did you get this this uh, Easter suit? So the farm I work at uh, we do an Easter celebration every year, and they were getting a, <sighs> they were getting a new suit. And they're like, let's put this on Craigslist. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, how much do you want for it? So I bought it for like 50 bucks. Do you I still like, have it? Yeah, I still have oh. it. Oh, that's great. I think I still have the whole, there's a, like, the whole body and everything. I have, wow. a, uh, I
0: have a murder scene thing I want to do with you sometime.
2: Well, you let me know. I've got it still. <laughs> so, yeah, so on my way out there, I had an idea to stop at... Uh, the store and i got some organic carrots with like the long say, tassels on like them Bugs bunny perfect yeah. <laughs> they were so good so w- we both had some ideas what we wanted to do so i ended up doing some uh neon portraits with them which i enjoy doing but there was at that time there was like a a trend going on of neon portraits with like food like girls licking lollipops and oh. ice cream and pops so i'm like all right that's what the carrots were for. So he could kind of like <laughs> put them up through his mouth and do, so we did some neon portraits like that. I ended up buying some of like those big oversized clown sunglasses to put oh, on. Oh, that's cool. So we used those to get the reflection. That's awesome. And then he wanted to do something with, uh, you know, he's more of a street style. Um, so we found a little spot where there's some steam coming up out of the ground. And, uh, we went and I kind of stood over it with the carrots and the edit he did on this still one of my favorite pictures I've ever been involved in (laughs) and actually it went viral I think at that point he had like 2,000 followers and he got like 15,000 likes there was yeah, it, it, it was on
0: if wow. i remember correctly it was on like 35 of the like big instagram yeah
2: cards. i think i'm getting featured somewhere between 80 and 100 times wow. it had like 400 shares oh, that's like, it, it went crazy so it was really cool really cool to see that for him and just yeah. to be a part of that and it was such a fun picture that's so, amazing that was a good one then the other one that i thought was pretty funny which there's I don't know how far back it is It's in my feed <laughs> But um,
0: I through your feed Pretty <laughs> often okay. Very you familiar might, with your You
2: feet. might be familiar <laughs> With this one Because I feel like A lot of people Noticed it But um, I was Get a lot of drunk people They see me kneeling down By a puddle I guess they don't Have to be drunk Everybody wants to stop And ask me <laughs> If you're okay And then once they know I'm okay They want to know What I'm doing um, So this guy He was He was pretty hammered Stopped asking me What I was doing Told him I was taking a picture Of this puddle And I showed him like what I was doing and he kind of was baffled and started walking away. And while he was walking, he like leaned down and was like staring into the, he was like trying to figure out
0: what you were looking at how yeah, it was yeah, happening yeah. so
2: I've got this picture of this drunk guy like leaning <laughs> yeah, over yeah, yeah. the curb like, like he's <laughs> gonna fall into the puddle and it's just like the fact that I got to capture that moment <laughs> after was just like that was priceless for me
0: now we can find them and tag them
2: oh, yeah I wish I awesome. some of that stuff I always wish I knew who the people were because I love to tag people and some <laughs> of that stuff
1: well, what is it with you know I, I think a lot of creatives you know we're all similar in our motivations like like when what you said like you want to be in charge of your own you know destiny with with this kind of stuff but you know what is it that continues to uh because you know there's there's all of those things where we could go put on a suit and try for a hundred thousand dollar job here in nashville mm-hmm. and we would probably be the most miserable people on the earth but we'd you know one of the phrase like we'd go cry in our mansion kind of thing but what is it that you you, you use to keep driving with the creative stuff. Why pursue the creative outlets, um, in, in a, a town like Nashville or just in the photography space or something like that? What is the, the, either the end goal or the, the passion behind that pursuit?
2: Uh, well, first of all, I think the creativity is an amazing release, stress reliever, therapeutic in a sense. Just, I, I get out in the streets and wander, and I just feel at home. I feel good doing it. Um, it was the same thing with music. And honestly, I decided at a pretty early age that traditional life was not going to be <laughs> the direction I went. I feel like I had probably like my first existential crisis when I was, like, 14. <laughs> I can re- I can remember uh, talking to my mom and asking her if uh, it would be okay for me to drop out of school. At 14? Be- yeah, because... I didn't understand why, like, that was what we did. Like, why am I going and sitting in this classroom every day when I could learn so much yeah. being wow. out in the world? So I had this realization very early, and it's weighed on me <laughs> throughout my life. <laughs> I went I went to college when I was 18. I did a year and a half, dropped out. Went back when I was 25, did two and a half years, dropped out again. It was just, like, traditional. The yeah. stuff that you're... Quote unquote, supposed to do. Yeah. Was just never my thing. I enjoy manual labor too. I like being physical and working with my hands and yeah. building. So that's where the farm comes in. But the creative thing for me is just, it's just such a great release. And I just feel like so it's almost therapeutic for me. Yeah.
1: And here in, in Nashville, it's very possible to do the things that you want to do, like photography. And be able to make enough money to really kind of, A, satisfy that craving, mm-hmm. and, B, go do the other stuff you want to do as well yep. without having to be tied down to the things that you don't want to be doing.
2: Well, and it's amazing in a city like this, uh, the doors that open that you don't even realize are there. Um, say I picked up a camera because I was in the city, and then I started doing just photography for- just for enjoyment, and then at some point I kind of found the abstract style, and then from there all of a sudden I was started doing some portraits, and then I started working with some musicians, and then all of a sudden I was doing a live show, and then uh, I even recently I've done uh, started doing some video work for some people. Like yeah. it's just like these doors just keep on opening in a city like this. There's so many other creatives, and that's so inspiring to me too. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you go, you're meeting a musician or you're meeting a painter or you're meeting yeah. a photographer and it's like all these people are working. <laughs> it's so cool this, to be in a city where there's all these people are making a living doing the things they enjoy and not having to go to a 9 to 5 in an office building and you know if that's your thing that's your thing but I think for a lot of the creatives it's painful. <laughs> I can't imagine going and sitting so the second time I went to college I was going to be an accountant. And Dude, I, can, I can't. I can't see it. Can you imagine me putting on a suit every day of my life no. and going into an office and plugging no. numbers? You you would
1: 100% look like that musician who had to put on a suit. Yes. And, yeah. And, and the second that you're done with work, you're 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 out of that thing.
2: I would have been like a, It would have been a Jim Halpert situation uh-huh. for sure.
1: <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just I I kind of knew I wanted to do something creative. Um Or manual labor or both. And I think we talked about that uh, probably the first time I was on here is just um, I don't want to ruin my love for photography. Um, So as much as I love to do it full time, I also don't want to sacrifice what I enjoy about it. Yeah. So I'm more than willing to, you know, right now I'm going to be working Monday through Wednesday in the farm. I get to go in and work in a greenhouse and work with our strawberries and work with animals. Oh, yeah, I saw the ones that you were building some pretty big greenhouses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we actually had we had one of ours collapse over the winter time. That's right. Well,
0: was that because of the like the
2: snow? The ice yeah, snow. We didn't catch it before it got too much weight on yeah. it and ended up coming down. And really, we weren't going to work, so it was yeah. one of those things that just so we lost that greenhouse. So how many, we, how
0: many vegetables were in there?
2: We were literally getting ready to plant on Monday, and it happened on Saturday. Oh, wow. wow. So what we ended up doing was it collapsed in the middle, so it made like an M shape. (laughs) So we made small greenhouses inside of that. That's cool. But with the top being open, with the weather just ended up pounding away. Mm -hmm. So it didn't work out. We tried to save what we had, but we've since rebuilt... So we we're, were adding a second one this year. We built that one. I've got about 450 tomato plants in there now. Nice. And then uh, I just planted 650 more tomato seeds today. Wow. And that greenhouse that collapsed is being replaced in the next couple of weeks here. So we'll have about 1,100 tomato plants in there.
0: What big uh, summer activities are happening at the
2: farm? Um, we have generally like a uh, monthly festival, which we just had uh, – our construction day festival which is always really cool unfortunately with the the covid stuff it hasn't been as good the past couple of years usually the kids can get up uh like our an machinery yeah, stuff, yeah which we let them get up in the machinery but in past years they've actually been able to get in an excavator with an operator that's awesome and oh, they get to cool. actually like run the the dials wow. and like move yeah. the bucket and try and scoop some dirt so we do stuff like that we've got uh uh, sweet Corn Festival coming up. We've got our Watermelon Festival coming up. So there's always always something going on. Those are probably the two biggest ones we have left for the year. And then there'll be some other small ones in the mix. Um,
0: and then all the fall stuff.
2: The fall stuff will be crazy. Also, our strawberries are, uh, are pick-your-own. So And they're just kind of coming into the their big flush right now. So people can come out and pick a quarter strawberries while they're out there and take them home with them. So... Yeah, and then falls when it gets crazy. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't know what the maze design is for this this year. Do not yet? yet. And usually they don't decide right away. Kind of see what happens for the year. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, we've done the Predators logo a couple of years or something associated with you, the, the Predators. Twenty twenty one was great. The that, paper, was yeah, was that was good. Yeah, roll with it. That was a good one. So I haven't heard any, not even any whisperings of what is a possibility yet this year. But uh,
0: have you thought about doing like animal portraits? Because you are around so many animals
2: I uh, I have And I don't know I don't know if it's just that That's my work And I just like don't <laughs> like I'll, I'll take pictures on my iPhone Throw them in my stories uh, We had the explore meet there Which is yeah. actually probably the first time I ever really just sat and took pictures of the animals oh, yeah, that on nice. the camera. No, yeah. yeah I love so that. that And that was a lot of fun But I just feel like a lot of it's like I get to work and my goal is to get through my day and get out of work so that i can go do the fun creative stuff so Uh so i don't even like today i had my camera bag in the car didn't even cross my mind just haven't didn't even think about it it's probably something i should do more of because i have access to so many cool unique animals and
0: can you get a photo of the little horse next to its mama horse on your camera
2: yeah, I'm sure I could. <laughs> the, the tough thing that I need to figure out a way to get some scale on there because, like, when I posted it to my stories, it
0: looked it looked
2: big. It looks big. Yeah, and unless you have a person or something next to it, yeah. there's no idea that you have a scarecrow. I don't. But I'm sure I could, <laughs> could come up with something like that. Yeah. Just something to put near them because the scale is essential for that to actually Just know. Put them next to those big, uh, big old cows. Yeah, we got to put them next to like another animal that people, like a llama or something. Yeah, you should get
0: a Clydesdale. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. I don't know, I don't,
0: I don't know what lens would we'll be able to capture this together. You have to go
2: wide angle. Yeah, you have to go like
0: a millimeter. Yeah. Uh, but a Clydesdale with this little miniature pony.
2: Yeah, that would be insane. That would be funny. Wow. It wouldn't it wouldn't even look right. <laughs> it would be so weird. Yeah, you guys will have to come down one of these days and see that one before it starts getting... I mean, it's never going to get big, but... Yeah, but I want to see it But right now, yeah, yeah, it's just... It's it's at the point now where it's starting to like run around and you're like, What is going on <laughs> right now? That's not even a real animal. <laughs> what was the horse
0: from Parks and Rec? Was it Lil Sebastian? Lil Sebastian. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's about as big as this one will probably get. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: I love miniature horses and miniature
2: cows. They're like my favorite They're things. great. Have you guys been there since we got the miniature cows? I'm trying to remember. No, uh, I don't think so. The red one? There's a, there's one, yeah, it's red and white. It's like a miniature belted. I don't think I've seen this. Okay. Well, it's, it's probably about the size of Little Sebastian, too. Oh, my um, God. And he's full grown. He hasn't grown since we've got him. Wow. So...
0: That's incredible. Yeah.
2: I'm coming down to the farm. All the time people are, Oh, look at that, that baby cow is so cute. I'm like, that's not a baby.
1: <laughs> He's actually <like> four <laughs> <years old. laughs> He's
2: full grown. Oh man. So.
1: Um, Food here in Nashville. Uh, It's been 500 episodes since we've talked to you last or plus. Um, I, I think,
0: I, I think you were episode like 23,
1: 24. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a few episodes. Um, where are some of the places that you've either been to new lately or places that are, like, a regular place for you or places that you've just kind of checked out and are really cool? Um, I did
2: Hawkers recently for the first time. What is what is Hawkers? Uh, Isn't that a chicken place? No, it's uh, Asian, um, and it's located right next to East Park Donuts. Okay. Um,
0: oh it's uh yeah i've seen it yeah yeah, yeah it's got that right wall on, with oh, the reality, cat
2: murals yeah. on it yeah <laughs> so it's a little bit expensive though for like asian street food isn't it it is but it was very good it was very good um i recently so my girlfriend moved into downtown and i've been on a calzone kick oh is a, it with the um what's that you know Caesar's? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So Caesar's is one of those I love like little places where you walk in and you're like, "How's this place even in business? There's nobody in <laughs> we, here."
0: You and I last time you and I went, we to ate Caesars. there really It was, it was like two thirty in the morning. There was yeah. like ten cops there.
2: It, it was a really interesting situation. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always whenever I go in and just like, "Wow, there's only one other person." Like, how are they? <laughs> and this, then I
0: uh, is this mob brand?
2: <laughs> so we can't I can't say, "Oh, our podcast is canceled now." again. <laughs> I've been enjoying. But there that. was one church street that was. Was there?
0: Yeah. Um. How oh, what was it called? Right where they're building the Nashville Yards. Yeah. Uh. That was a mob ran
1: pizza. Really. Street. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So if this doesn't make air, you know why? <laughs> if you don't see, yeah.
2: <laughs> me, yeah. yeah. He's been wacked. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've been doing the zones there like once a week. Um. This is one that I never would have thought, but uh, Fleet. is it,
0: I, just, I just have a question about yeah. the calzone. So you, you're from New York. You you've had good pizza. Yes. you've had good calzones. Is Caesar's a good calzone?
2: It is very good.
0: Is it more of your cheese and meat type base? Like what's in the calzone?
2: Uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, just like cheese and pepperoni ones, great. and it's I mean it's spot on. Great, great flavor. How's the marinara? Lots of cheese. Delicious marinara. Okay. And I'm very picky about my pizza. Uh, being from New York, <laughs> when I, the first week I was here, I asked of several people where to get pizza, and my recommendations were Little Caesars, Domino's, Pizza Hut, and I was like, "This, this isn't good." <laughs> like, Have what what am I, I doing? I haven't had Joys, and, and part of that's my oh, schedule is the hours I oh, work. Oh, that's very uh, tough. because you, they're, yeah. they're only open. But now, On Friday, now you can. I think, the one of these upcoming Fridays. Yes, need We to need to jokes. do that because I haven't had Joey's yet and that's the place that I always hear. And yeah. I'm Like I just haven't had an opportunity. So there's that uh the one that's kind of been out of the blue is uh the girlfriend's vegan. And we've been eating we eat grays every once in a while. And I don't usually do oh, vegan. Oh, the in stuff. East Nashville. Yeah. And phenomenal. What do you get? Uh, my favorite thing is the Buffalo chicken quesadilla, which it's not, it's It's not chicken, chicken, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) I gotta give you, they gotta give you something you can relate to, I guess. But Gray's, I mean, that's one of those places. If you had served me that and not told me it was vegan, I would have been like, this is delicious. Can I have another? Hmm. So that's great. I've been enjoying that just for something completely different for me. Yeah. But you know, you know how it is with Nashville, too. There's just so much food. I feel like I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface, and I eat out all the time. Have you been uh down to walk around Fifth and Broad yet? I have walked around. I went to just kind of scope it out to see what kind of photography opportunities there were. Yeah. um it's a little bit busy for me. <laughs> uh, I don't love big crowds, so uh yeah, it's busy. The one night I went on a rainy night and it was very quiet and peaceful Mm. and enjoyable. Um, The other times I've been down that way, it's just kind of like a little chaotic for my taste. (laughs) So, But I'm really excited to check out the food hall. I think, did it just open? Uh, Uh, So
0: the food hall north opened in March, and then the south assembly food hall uh, just opened. Just
2: opened, okay. So I haven't done that, and I actually was going to order Shake Shack the other night And I don't know if they weren't accepting orders at that point or what, but I haven't even had a chance to get Shake Shack yet. Man. So I'm looking forward to some of that. Yeah. Food Hall uh, South, I think, the one that just
1: opened. It has the pharmacy burger. It has Princess Hot Chicken. Mm. Coco's. Coco's, Italian Cafe, and the desserts part of it. Uh, So it has cannolis and everything there. Um, it has Steam Boys, which is kind of Chinese comfort food. Okay. Uh, a Philly cheesesteak place. It has a place called Velvet Tacos, uh, Hattie Jane's Creamery, 60 Vines. 60 Vines, a sushi place. Um, I think that's it for Food Hall South. So it's so so just like, it's like a. Uh, It's only half of the restaurants in this this whole place.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of cool too that uh, they've brought some of like the really prominent local staples into a spot where the tourists get to experience it, like something like Pharmacy Burger. Yeah, or um, yeah, Prince's. Yeah, if you're a tourist coming into the city you miss out on some of those like really cool niche uh places in East Nashville like, cuz they're out of the way. Yeah. 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 Like I love Moss Tacos. Yeah. One of my favorite places to go in Nashville and that's just somewhere like tourists generally aren't going to make it over and if they do it, it doesn't it's not that it's a bad neighborhood, but if you're just a tourist coming through, you, you might be you like... not intentionally yeah. drive there and, and be like, I wonder what's around here that we can s- exactly. hang out at. There, there was that
0: one time where there was a string of day, daytime shootings for like three weeks over in that area.
2: Yeah, that was in that area. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of cool that they've taken some of those places and, and brought them downtown for the tourist experience. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know that the atmosphere will be quite the same, especially in like the food hall setting, but... The food's so good at the, the local places that it's cool. It, they didn't just put in a bunch of chain restaurants. Yeah. No, they, it's, they it's they the— They are plenty either of f- chains. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of it. That's true.
1: They're <laughs> either from Nashville or they came from Dallas. That's oh, yeah, pretty much that's the only two really options good. for is it? what went into the— It's okay. amazing how many Dallas restaurants are in there.
2: Which I want to say Texas is not a place that's big for the the food hall style, style yeah. stuff. That's, that's
1: where they
0: started in okay. America is Texas. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So talked about
1: food. Um, what are you, as, as a creative, I think everybody's just kind of, you know, we're all kind of making stepping stones for ourselves, um, for whatever goal we have kind of ahead. Um, what do you, what do you want to be doing in like five to 10 years? Like, what is it that you would be completely happy with being at this point? in like five to ten years, either personally with your photography, anything like that?
2: Um, really, and what I'm sh- going to be striving for here, especially going part-time at work and focusing on the photography, I would love to be working with almost exclusively musicians, whether awesome. that be live shows, yeah. promotional work, portrait sessions, whatever they would need. Yeah. Um, as much as I love the abstract, I've really started falling in love with working with musicians. And I think it's, I think that's a nice transition for me coming out of the music. Yeah. Because I still love music. I just kind of lost my passion to do the band thing and write songs. I don't really pick up instruments anymore, but it gives me an opportunity to still be involved and see new music. You and, understand them. Yeah, I think that's something too that I, I try and stress whenever I meet with new musicians or new potential clients that are musicians is that I, I know the industry a little bit. I know some of this stuff, like, you know, let me help you a little bit as far as maybe give some guidance with some things. And I think it's, it gives me maybe a little more unique perspective, although I'm sure half the photographers in Nashville are also musicians too. (laughs) So, but I just, I love, I love the opportunity to still be around the music, you know, working with some brands like No Name Alternative Yeah, and like amount of musicians i've met through them like theo and Mm -hmm. guys like that that just Uh, lover boy lover boy i've worked with a few times jackson dryer so it's just opened a lot of doors through that too and it's just it's fun to be involved in the music in some way are are you ever amazed at how many photographers there are in the city yes Every time I meet another one, <laughs> <laughs> I was at, I was at a show the other night. Uh, I was shooting for a couple, bands Sloan, Woolley and Naughty Input. And uh, after the show, I was. Wait, 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 what was the band name? Naughty Input. That's a great name it is. Him. They tried switching it recently, and people were like no. So they've gone back to it, which I think was a great move. Um, but yeah, just. Uh, Went out back on the patio afterwards and sat down the person who sat across from me they're like, Oh, you were, you're were taking pictures, right? I'm like, Yeah, and they're like, I'm a I'm a photographer too. And then somebody else came out and they're like, I'm Yeah, a photographer. I'm a photographer yeah. too. And then somebody's in a the bush, they're like, I'm yeah. a photographer <laughs> <laughs> And it's crazy. And and everybody's working, like Yeah, that is that's I think that's even the crazier thing, Yeah. It's like everybody's a photographer. Everybody's eating. everybody's working. Yeah, somehow, some way, every day I meet. Every time I'm out, I meet more photographers. And it's just like, you think you know everybody? <laughs> they're like, oh, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, nope, never no. heard of them. They're like, how about this person? I'm like, nope, never heard of them. <laughs> like, There's so many photographers. Because I would say I could list off probably 100 photographers I know right yeah. now. Easily. Uh, and and then you just continue to meet more and more. Yeah. And obviously, everybody's operating at a different level. There's people who are doing that full-time and very successful. Yeah. There's people like me that are just transitioning into it i know plenty of people that have a part-time job and then do yeah. photography part-time so there's all kinds of levels of it but it's really cool just it's fun to be in a city like that yeah and to see all kinds of unique perspectives and styles and i don't know it's inspiring to me
0: what's been the uh, biggest thing you've learned about yourself
2: since living in nashville Ooh, wow that's a that's deep <laughs> uh Biggest thing I've learned about myself since living in Nashville. Oh, I feel like I could get pretty heavy here. I don't know. I think, uh, I think I've learned how important real, genuine connections are to me. Um, you meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of people that act like they want to be your friend or part of your life or network with you. Um, and so many of those people disappear or get something out of you and then disappear or expect things from you and don't return the favor. And for me, it's, it's the genuine connections that I appreciate on another level than I probably ever have. Somebody like Kirk that runs yeah. No Name, one of my favorite people I've met in Nashville, just genuine, wants to help artists, wants yeah. to help creatives, um, always looks to me if he can give me an opportunity to do some sort of work, it's it's genuine. There's a give and take. There's, uh, you know, just a respect for each other. And that's, that's something I've come to really value. Yeah. Because there's also some people that I thought were really good friends that, have since disappeared, or somebody yeah. that'll pop up out of the blue and be like, "Hey, can I borrow something?" And I'm like, "Oh, I haven't heard from you in six months, <laughs> or five years." Yeah, yeah. And just like all of a sudden they, they need something, or you know. So uh, yeah, I would say the the thing I've learned the most is how important those connections are to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, do you you currently live in Murfreesboro? Yes. Are you planning on moving back to Nashville?
2: uh that is the intent at some point there's so many factors in it right now that uh murphy's borough works um my rent is very cheap if i to- <laughs> if i told you what my rent was your brains would explode yeah, I, just, uh, I, I won't drink coffee yes. as say <laughs> so it's very cheap <laughs> and and making this transition it takes a lot of pressure off me um to know that I have affordable rent. I have awesome roommates that own the house. Um, That's great. They've, they've been awesome to me as far as not bumping the rent up as things around Nashville go up. They just they, they take care of me in that regard. So with making the transition, and uh, for me the photography is very ebb and flow. I'll have a month where it's like I'm shooting, I'm shooting, I'm shooting. I've got people contacting me all the time, and then all of a sudden, boom. I've got nothing for three weeks, not even a bite. Nobody can. Yeah. So having the cheap rent, living in Murfreesboro, that makes those times a little less stressful. And the
0: taxes are
2: cheaper. Taxes are cheaper. Uh, it is nice to get away from the city, but, I mean, my job gets me away from the city, too. Yeah. So, but um, I would love to be back in Nashville. It will happen at some point. Um, but right now with the transition with life, it's just it just works. Unfortunately, the 40-minute drive into the city. Especially since you have to take <sighs> the Autobahn.
0: Yeah, it's painful. So that's, what that's what we're calling I-24.
1: Is now. it? the Autobahn yeah. now? We've sworn yeah. ourselves off ever using that name for an
2: interstate ever again. <laughs> it's the Autobahn. It's the Autobahn. <laughs> it's just... Have you guys found it amazing how quickly after the reopen that the accidents started again? Dude,
1: it is insane. I saw, literally, Stuart and I talked about this on uh, the podcast for Thursday um, of this past week. And I think we saw... Something around probably combined, close to twenty cars on the side of the road like over a, the a over band. the past uh, like in a twenty four hour period. Oh my the goodness. accidents have increased. The craziness has increased, uh, the increased. The shootings have increased. The shootings have increased. Yeah,
2: it's amazing. Like it's just like it. The switch flipped, and it's just like Nashville is back to exactly <laughs> what it was before. Yeah. There was a point, so I moved to Murfreesboro in December, and from December until about a month ago it was it was so smooth i had a joke with my girlfriend like i'll be there in 38 minutes because every time i put it in my gps it was 38 minutes that's crazy and it was always that and there was no traffic no accidents 38 minutes <laughs> and the last month all of a sudden it's like i had to shoot a show one night and got out of work with what i thought was plenty of time to get <laughs> to the show and it said two and a half hours Hour and fifteen minutes. Whoa! And that was the quickest route. Whoa! And that was going eight forty out around to, five, to forty or forty to forty, and oh then coming back through the city. I hate that. That was the fastest route, and I I made it to the show two minutes before it was going to start. <laughs> I
0: so I, I have a I have a friend who lives in Murfreesboro, and he's all right off of eight forty, and before the pandemic. It would take me two hours, two and a half hours from downtown Nashville to get to him. Yeah, and uh, there was a time about I think five or six months ago, it took me two and a half hours, and it was in the pandemic.
2: Yeah, wow, that's Gosh. crazy. Believe in i I've, I've been fortunate since I lived in Nashville to always my commutes are always uh, going the opposite way of the heavy traffic. Yeah, so like usually I'm going out of the city in the morning. Yeah, going into the city in the evening. Yeah. And you just look at the other side of the road and you're like, oh, thank God I'm messing in that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pro tip for anybody uh, moving to Nashville or choosing a
1: place to live. Go the opposite way of everybody Yes else.
2: Yes Make sure if you work out in the country You can go out that way in the morning from the city But you don't want to be going into the city I don't know how I really don't know how people do it I don't either It would drive me crazy every day <laughs> Just waking up and not knowing Like well probably going to be late today uh-huh. it's, like up, it's like growing up in New York with the snow you wake up in the morning and there might be 13 inches on the ground you're like, "Well, it's going to be a long commute this morning." Yeah, we were talking about that with your when you with your mom when
1: when she was here. Oh yeah. About uh, she didn't think you'd be able to make it down here.
2: I miss the snow. Cuz it's yeah. snow. Yeah. Do you yeah. miss it? Oh, uh, no. That's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I miss the money I made from snow.
2: Yeah, plowing and stuff.
0: Well, so there's there is there one winter I shoveled Okay. And I made close to, like, $8,000 non-taxed. <laughs> yes. And so it was great. And you're yeah. a kid, so you don't and pay, was, you know, pay, you pay don't taxes. Care, Yeah, you don't care. That's awesome. And, like, it, it, it allowed me to have enough money for, like,
2: two years of buying pizza. And yes. It you know, was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I always I was enjoy the snow when it first starts. And then about the fifth month of the snow, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, make awful. it stop, please. Which, Stuart, Stuart and me are from... Pretty close proximity in New York, and I'm sure you guys got the same thing. We got about 100 inches of snow a year. So
0: I was uh, at. We actually had the mountains blocking us from Mm. the um, lake effect snow. Okay, and so we would only average maybe 40 inches a year. Okay,
2: so So, that I could probably tolerate. Yeah, it's just 100 inches of snow. (laughs) Uh, I feel like most people can't comprehend it. And and if you look at like compared to that half inch we get here, yeah. And then I've had more snow days as an adult in Nashville <laughs> yeah. than I did in my whole we, adult we can, life. That's cool. so crazy. No, I mean, yeah. you went, it was expected, I mean, you'd say, you get up in the morning and there's 13 inches of fresh snow on the ground and it's like, yeah, you better be at work, you better be at school, yeah. there's no, there's no, hey, the roads are kind of bad this morning, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, everybody else is out there, you better <laughs> get you on it. Have you ever
0: seen um, a guy with a flamethrower flamethrower melting snow?
2: Yes, driveways. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, people that's get awesome. in Innovative up there. I'm seeing people with cardboard boxes. I just, I just saw this
0: guy was uh, instead of weed whacking his driveway, he had a flamethrower and he was killing all the grass. Oh, I too, have right. seen
2: that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's always amazing too how many old men in New York you meet that are missing a, a finger from the snowblower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like how many old men thought it was a good idea to unclog the snowblower while, while it was killing. running? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, actually I can remember I had a teacher in tenth or eleventh grade and this is, this is going to date me and my age here, <laughs> but this is when they still had, like, the projectors with, uh, you know, they'd yeah, yeah, write the, with the marker yeah, and slide I, it off. I remember that, those things. And he, for whatever reason, loved to put that one hand <laughs> out on the projector, and he was missing his half of his ring finger. So you'd be looking at this screen on the <laughs> wall and it's just this deformed hand. Oh, like, how like, are you supposed to concentrate? <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to focus on what's going on? While... That's the
1: reason when you were 14, you're like, I can't do yeah, this Yeah, I anymore. can't do this.
2: <laughs> so yes, no, I don't, I do not miss that. I'll be honest. I will take the three months of brutal heat down here over the six months of painful winter I love it. I love the brutal heat down here. I'll, yeah. I, I said when I moved here, I would never complain about the heat. And I think I've been pretty good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about
1: to say, it probably, it's probably a lot harder when you're out on the farm doing all that work yeah. to stay faithful to that.
2: But sometimes you're just like, you know, I, that's why I was, it's better than the snow. Because <laughs> the worst, the,
0: the worst is milking cows at four o'clock in the morning. And it is negative 38 degrees. Yeah, Yeah. No, with you. the wind chill, it's like negative 50. And you're in all of the cohort overalls that you can be in, mm-hmm. and you, you're you're moving like a snowman. You're like, eh, eh,
2: and you're trying to milk out. It's, <laughs> it's the worst still, thing, and you're world. still cold. <laughs> it's
0: the worst thing. Like I was literally like, I think I was cold for like three days after that. Yes. Like, oh, oh
2: my god. No. Yeah, you have to have a remote starter. You can't otherwise, I. At one point, I used... This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing as a New Yorker, and I'll probably be disowned. <laughs> but I would bring a blanket with me for my drive just to put over my legs and stay warm while I was driving to work. That's not the that's not that embarrassing. Okay, good. Thank it, you.
0: It, I know everyone else. Said those <laughs> I just...
2: I'm not, I'm not built for the North, I don't think. I would love to be up there. New York's amazing in the summertime, the spring. So yeah. beautiful. The fall is hard to beat, but... Winter's just so so very long it is brutal um so
1: for for anybody who's watching and they want to or listening or listening we, we have both options now. yeah yeah gosh i'm gonna have to say both now yeah. uh, for anybody who's watching listening uh hopefully watching because we'll, we'll throw some photos up uh okay, cool. stuff. so uh hopefully watching if you're listening pause this. Don't even get it. Just stop. Number one, where can people uh, see your work? Uh, and number two, what are you really hoping that you're like, if I could work at, you said musicians, uh, but uh, y- even if you want to, you can get more specific. What are you, what are the really, really, really fun things for you to do? That you're like if we can shoot like this That'd be perfect
2: Yeah so uh, well first You can find my stuff um, Majority of it you'll just Find at uh, Clayton Corners on Instagram uh, I think I said earlier There's also CC Ports, which is cc.portz um, What's your uh,
0: website That people could buy prints to
2: So at the moment I'm just doing Kind of prints by request um, But that's one of my new projects I have. Um, you can follow along. There's nothing there yet. I don't even have a profile picture up, but I do have the handle Music City Prints. Oh, love it. And Great. that's going to be coming soon. Now that I have some free time, that will be the the print focus page. I do need to get a good website up. I'm a huge slacker on that. I've operated mostly off of word of mouth and networking. Well, we have to. we have to. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a goal. And at some point, hopefully, All of that content will be in one location Where you can get prints, you can see the portraits You can do all that Um, So that will be Hopefully next month or two We'll have some of that stuff up And the Music City prints will be going Um, Yeah, the photography stuff I say that uh, The music is kind of becoming my passion The thing I haven't had an opportunity To do that I'm really looking forward to Is shooting a, A really big scale show um, nice, like, like uh, uh, one of the the big venues. Yeah, something. Okay. Um, I think I think part of the reason I love the live music is it's almost a blend of the portrait photography and my night photography in one. Yeah, you know, I'm working the colors, with colors, the lights, colors, crazy lights. Um, you know, the night photography and the the low light, in my opinion, is one of the toughest types of photography there's a lot to understand especially with controlling the lights and not having highlights blown out and maintaining your colors and things like that so i really enjoy there there's the kind of portrait aspect the night photography but then it's also so very candid yeah i mean each band's gonna be different nobody's posing for the camera i don't have to instruct anybody it's just them feeling it and me feeling it yeah. and we're just both working um so I've had a lot of opportunity to do local bands. Um, you know, part of being an, a local musician, you're playing venues that the lighting's not always great. You know, I'd
1: so say sometimes you get great lighting, sometimes there's no lighting. Yeah, like, I don't know how even the people who are watching the show are seeing
2: anything. There was uh, the last show I shot. Um, there's sections of, of pictures where it's like everybody's lit, and then there's four pictures where like the bass player the guitar player and the drummer have no light on them and the singer's just like beaming with light <laughs> and it's, it's just like i would like an opportunity to shoot shows where the lighting is impeccable yeah that i can that i don't have to even think about that side of things i can just go and have fun and shoot yeah bridge Arena. yeah something or, like bridgestone uh, marathon 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 uh, i'm hoping uh to start maybe doing a little stuff at like uh, Mercy Lounge, things pick up here, yeah. just some places that are a little more controlled lighting. I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to and that was something I was really diving into when the pandemic started. So yeah. I actually shot until recently, the last show I had shot was the day before the pandemic shut down oh wow where was that uh... and that was at the basement the og basement okay and that's crazy i shot with sloan Woolley, who actually shot with last week and it's the first time i've seen those guys wow in a little over a year and it was really cool for them to get a hold of me and be like hey we're back we're playing a show we want you to come shoot it that's awesome Uh, Hopefully we're all back now, (laughs) But uh so yeah I was really Kind of diving into it when the pandemic started And obviously that just stopped And uh I've had the opportunity to shoot Three or four shows recently and it's just It feels good to be doing that again and I'm Looking forward to seeing where I can Take that that's awesome that's Very cool well Nate
0: thank you for coming here On the Nashville story it's been way too long we need to do this yes.
2: more often I appreciate you guys having me it's really I was so excited to get the text the other day I thought man I actually looked up when the last time we did it was and it was <laughs> I know there was one in between with the when you guys came to the farm but yeah it was something like episode like 19 or something that's crazy. So, <laughs> 500 wild. episodes later here we are we'll, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll and, see
2: you at episode 1000 congratulations <laughs> to you guys for making it happen through all this and it's been really cool to watch you guys grow and to be in this new space I Thank think you. last time we were in Aaron's apartment and also now we're in a, a studio Yeah, it, so. is, it
1: is quite an upgrade From uh, a, a, an apartment To uh, under a
2: patio At, uh, Lucky, at Lucky Lad's, Lads. Yes. And, then, uh, and here we are here. So yeah, congratulations to you guys too That's really cool Let's yeah. say Thank you for having me